Yes, people. Welcome to the Property Strategies Podcast. A thousand style for make million On the strip with me Southside Brazilian Wanna live life in the hills now William In me trap like gates one billions When it's time for war The whole place shall down I'm a Gideon If they say me now live nice Better now like I'm gonna live life You're here on the Property Strategist Podcast Today you've got your boy Kenny Who else is here today? Energy! Gokes in the building it's me. It's just excited. me. It's just me. Okay. excited. And then we've got our special guest today. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, hi guys. Um, today, my name is Alfred Zaidi. Um, I'm a property investor based in the Midlands. I don't know how you guys want to run this, but like, <laughs> now go for it, go for no, it. So no, we, tell us a bit about. Obviously, your name is Alfred. Yeah. Um, what's who no. are you? I guess. Yeah. All right. So I, I can. I guess I can take it back a bit. So, um, yeah, I was. I was brought up in Ghana, so I was born here, uh, brought up in Ghana. What's the Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I lived in Ghana till I was about the age of 11. Mm. Um, my grandma, and then I, was, I came here on holiday. I lived with my mom, and my mom asked a question, do you want to stay? And I was like, yeah, why not? I love the place. Obviously, coming from Ghana, coming to developed countries, seeing all these things, they're like, yeah, this is mad. Mm. I want to be here. So um, did secondary school here, um, went into sixth form. And obviously, my str- my strong sides were like maths, physics. So I had ambitions of becoming a pilot. So I did engineering, aerospace engineering at university. Okay. Wow. So when Hertfordshire, I'm sure you guys know Hertfordshire. Yeah, everyone knows Hertfordshire. Exactly. Um, so what's it? Um, lucky coming out of uni, literally got landed a contracting job at Jaguar Land Rover mm. as a project manager. Mm. Um, nice. So like, did a straight masters, literally. I think a month after my exams, did the interview, got it. But don't get it wrong, I did loads of interviews before that, like loads of exams. Right. Any any engineer can relate the exam, the tests you have to do to apply for these grad schemes and all these nonsense stuff. Um, luckily, I had friends who had contracting roles. Two of two friends that got contracting roles at Ford, nice. and that's what motivated me. Like if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, fuck this. Um, I'm going to swear. <laughs> no, do your thing, brother. Oh, you can't, mad, bro. You can't do your fucking fucking. Do anything you like. Good, good, good. I, I was like, yeah, no, fuck, fuck this grad scheme stuff. I'm not even interested in the grad scheme stuff. Mm. Let me let me go for the contracting stuff. Clearly, someone's got it. Like two people I know, like closely, I like, used to study with mm. and stuff. Got it. And the, the, they were no different for me. So I was like, yeah, I can do this too. And and luckily, yeah, I got an interview. The manager who interviewed me he liked my motivation, my ambition, and stuff. And he said, you know, I'll give you a chance, see how it goes. And yeah, it was, it was there um, up to like COVID. So just, just come March, it was just under five years. Okay. Wow. Um, contracting. Don't yeah. your time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that good, wow. That's Dude. a solid amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Also, contracting pay as well. Like you just get trapped in that system. Yeah, you don't get paid money, boy. Money long. They pay you well to forget your dreams and stuff. So that's one thing I'd say. Don't get trapped in the system. Yeah, I remember the first time I met you. Actually, sorry, top of my head, I saw your car. I was like, hmm. I like, this guy's car, yeah. All blacked out. I was like, yeah, I like that, I like that. <laughs> so I know that country's acting money long, boy. All right, then, cool. So. Now that we know a bit about your background, we just want to know, like, the first question that we ask people is why properties? Like, why did you choose to get into property? And how? Things that are out there. Why property? And then how did you get into it? Too? Yeah, yeah. Um, property, like, I think I've always aspired to, to want to always own property because I know, like, such people always seem to have property as part of their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's what I always wanted to kind of get my hands in. At the time, I said I didn't know like this is like uni times i said oh yeah property like retirement vehicle right. but i didn't really like think much of it at the time mm. obviously started working pay was good i was enjoying i was like i was came to realization like it's been a year and i was like well this can't be it surely like waking I, up coming yeah, here making yeah. money good but i can do what i want I can go holidays that's all good but it's just i want i want more mm. out of life than just earning a good salary do you know what i mean um and then that kind of got me reminiscing uni days and talking about property and owning property and I get engaged my friends and I was like, how are you guys finding work, your working environment and stuff? And mm. we want to do long term. And then that conversation came out and we started talking about property. Okay, how can we accelerate and bring it forward? What can we do now um, to start buying property rather than waiting and making it for a retirement vehicle? Right. So 
we started discussing that. We went on courses oh. um, to, to get educated. So for me, I, nice. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in getting educated in what it is you want to invest in or what you want to do in life. You Absolutely. get education. Don't go in blindly thinking like you can kind of work it out as you go along. Um, education is very important for me. And, and surrounding yourself with people that are doing the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's very important. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of got myself looking more into property. So it wasn't like I'd always planned to... to, to a property investor or developer whatever you want to call it okay um it, it just came about that i'd work in and i was i was thinking well we used to talk about having money young <laughs> and doing more young so it's like i'm not trying to be rich when i'm old and yeah. can't do nothing with my wealth and having to give it to my kids and stuff so i want to kind of enjoy it as well mm. and that then just accelerated things and just okay what can we start doing now today um to get to that position mm. and, and that's how yeah I got I got started looking at property. Okay, cool. So I guess in your case, you started looking at it. You went for courses, done a bit, a few courses. Um, now from doing the courses, because I know a lot of people do courses and stuff, and they don't take action. So obviously you're here because you took action. Yeah, yeah. So talk us through how either the course helped or how you kind of segued into like your first ever property deal. I'm sorry, right. I'm, 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 how much did you pay for this? I did with a big money. Was yeah, it? bro, I'm, 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 I mean, get on touch on that as well. I'm an open guy. I can tell you yeah, every, every t- little t- touch on that. So for me, well. like, um, so I think the initial, the first, the first two hours had like a free seven. The first few hours was free. You went, then it did kind of opened your mind to what you can do in property. Mm. Then it was like a, I think a basic, called a basic, whatever basic course. After that, uh, it was like a grand. Mm. Um, so I did that, and then obviously the upsell, there's another upsell at the end of that, which is an advanced. Fifteen bags. So but this is this is did you do that one by the way did yeah, you do yeah the, I, did, I did that so, so for, me, for me i was in a position of, of buying a house <laughs> yeah so obviously the life the life the life is get educated get educated go to uni mm. um get a job get a house blah blah, blah. Mm. so i was in that cycle and i literally had money to go i was in the process of buying a house mm. for myself a residential home and i was like okay well i've got 24 grand i can right. pay i can pay for this course and see what, see what happens. Yeah, see, yeah. see what happens. Um, similar to what I did with my uni degree, I, I've paid basically about the same. I, I was yeah. one of the last years to pay three grand a year, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So like 20, 20, 24 grand, 25 grand all in for the uni. Um, so it's a similar investment. It's like, okay, let's, let's spend 24 grand today and let's see what it can make me. Mm. Um, and I, I, I made that choice. And That's amazing. Yeah, it, was, it is what it is. I was, I was fortunate in a sense to be able to have that money around me to be able to afford, afford to do that. in the first place. Um, but, for me, it's, it's paid over loads, bro. Like, yeah. Even the first year. So like, the funny thing is, so what I learned from the course, I implemented in, in just business. And so I learned something called creative financing. Mm. And this is the principle of basically being able to borrow money cheaply and basically either using that money to basically generate more money from that money and be able to pay people back. So my first year and a half, two years, I kind of got into this whole event space. So me being in commentary, I knew promoters like... I guess I know, I've always known people who do events oh. where we get artists down to perform. Mm. Um, and they always need capital. They're always talking to me, oh, we need 20 grand, we need, I don't know, 15 grand to get an artist to come perform. So I got engaged with a few people um, local to me in the Coventry University who had a track record of doing events for like nine years plus. Mm. So I was like, okay, how can we make money? Like, what do you need? Um, and for me, I knew I can go and borrow money um, cheaply, invest in this um, event mm. with this. Produce, uh, producer, promoter, <laughs> and then make a return. Flip so I, I, I was literally leveraging my my network, so people at work, my friends, borrowing money. So I think we got to a point where we were pretty much the last not two years ago, losing track of time. Mm. Um, I think two years ago, I think our biggest investment was about fifty grand for one freshers event. Um, so like, a, like the entire freshers. That, that was Barfest, isn't it? I was there. I was a young man once. I wish I could put money into Barfest, but yeah, no, no, no that <laughs> was a good one as well. But um, no, this is this is all Coventry, Coventry okay, and cool, Warwick cool. University. Cool. So we know obviously freshers were coming up, and we needed fifty grand. So I went and raised fifty grand from people that I I work with, my friends mm. who trust me. So again, the whole borrowing money thing comes down to trust. people that know, like, and trust you. Mm. And I'm that person where people do know, know, like, and trust me. So they're, they're happy to give me that money, even though they're, they're not really, they know I'm not an event, I don't do any events. Yeah. So like, they just trust the idea of me. Right, so you actually told them what you're using it for. Yeah, yeah, so okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very transparent. And I think that's why people kind of trust me as well. Mm. I'm transparent with what it is I do. So you can't really say oh, I'm doing something behind your back. Mm. Yeah, you know. Um, 
Were you offering them any returns or yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. what so were you offering them? So, let's get inside. <laughs> let's go. Uh, so, um, I was offering them basically like a percent a month. So, all these people were people that probably just saved money and put it in the banks and they weren't getting returns. Yeah. Returns are like a percent a year. So, to me, for me to come up to them and say, borrow me X amount of money um, for one percent a month for events, mm. that's massive. That's 12 percent return. Um, a year, oh, okay, and they've never seen that oh, anywhere. It okay. was like, yeah, no brainer. I'll, I'll do it. So literally, start off. I started. Sm- I started small investment, ten k, fifteen k, and then we grew from there to fifty. Mm. Then I got to the point. I was like, you know what? This is all good. We're, we're making big chunks of money. So we, we can. We, so events wise, we could invest fifty and turn it to hundred. Oh wow! So, but obviously, I'm paying my investors. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's. So I'm making money. But obviously, don't get me wrong. So we're making hundred. We still got stuff to pay off. So let's say net. We might have left like thirty grand, still but still, good. still, 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 still good, still good profit. Mm. Um, but so that that's what I kind of got stuck in, mm. and then I came to the realization: well, it's great making this lump sums of money, but I have no real assets, and I just keep borrowing money. And I'm just obviously now I've got the credibility of borrowing money and paying back on time, which is benefit. Mm. And hence the reason I have to fair. That's the reason why I got it in the first place because mm. I know long term I'm going to need to do more of that. So luckily, I had that opportunity, did that, um, got the credibility. I said, you know what, now I've got to 50 grand. I know I can start spending 50 grand on the property, using that in property mm. and creating income for myself. Okay. So I was like, you know, enough of the lump sum of the money. Yeah, it's great. Good fun. Luckily as well, because imagine if I had put more money into this and all this COVID stuff happened, like the entertainment business is dead at the moment. Like, yeah. like nobody's yeah. talking about doing raids. Or, but yeah, it's just, yeah, forget man. it. I think a year, two years for that to recover. Mm. But it's something I'll always go back to. Because like I said, the lump sum of the money were good. But luckily I just... By chance, thank God, <laughs> I shifted my focus onto property and, and, and starting to buy assets where I can start producing income for myself long term. Um, so getting a return from that event, the last event that we did, mm-hmm. literally last, back in, what was it, 2020. Mm. So two, 2019, end of, towards the end, end of 2019, mm. got that money back and then put that into a property, uh, which we just did. So it was a six bed um, HMO conversion. So again, I guess Looks go, go, going back, going back as well. Like HMO, obviously, I deep dived into HMO, and the only reason why I did that as well is I wanted to invest in something that made sense of what I'm currently earning as well. Mm-hmm. So, but I knew I knew buy to lets wasn't a strategy for me because I'm not in, to, in it to make three hundred, four hundred pound a month mm-hmm. from from a property. Um, it's just not worth my time. It doesn't correlate to what I earn, and for me, it's obviously I'm building income to be able to. Get, get out of my job and, and do more mm-hmm. take on bigger projects take more risk blah blah um so hence i deep dive into hmo and again you're probably told don't do hmo straight starting out yeah, start you should with start, start buy to let and i always say guys you can always get into anything that you want to get into as long as one you surround yourself with people that who are actually able to do these things mm-hmm. learn from them um any anything is possible um just just, just the people the team i don't they think about it people people are the people <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a preacher, bro. Like <laughs> but it, it takes people to do stuff. Like so, even at Jaguar Land Rover, me being a project manager, I'm a project manager. I manage the engineers, but I don't physically deliver the components that go into the cars and the vehicles that we, we build. Right. It's, it's all a team effort. Mm. So, what it comes down to is, can you put a team together who can go away and deliver a product you want? Mm. And I think that's why I'm always grateful for the job I had, and, and it's taught me a lot. Mm. In the sense of being able to work with various different teams mm. and coming together and, and producing one final product. So I was like, you know what, it's the same thing. Working at Jaguar Loan, buying a house, putting builders, solicitors, architects, all working with all these various teams mm. um, to finish, to create a, fin- uh, what's it called? A finish product, product. A finished product at yeah. the end. That's what it takes. Mm. So for me, who, can, who are the best team people, who, who are the best people I can put in my team mm. to help me produce that product? Mm. And that's why I felt very comfortable going into HMOs even the investment side of things as well, like the numbers are bigger. Mm. Um, but again, it, it comes down to, I guess I've built the confidence over time mm. to be able to say, you know what? Yes, this is like, I think we put 45 grand deposit. Um, and then the refill was like ni- ni- eight, eight, yeah, 90 grand ish. No, we'll actually go more into that afterwards because um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into your first like deal, what you're doing now yeah, 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 yeah. and go on from there in it. But yeah. I think like some things that we've picked up is this hustle gene. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. got this <laughs> hustler gene in them. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to in this game, man. You have to. And I, I think it's, it's it's similar to we had a podcast episode with Kai um, recently, and um, you know you have you seem to have a similar skill to him, which is raising finance. 
Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. you, you stumbled across every uh, what I've seen in properties, everybody has um that thing that opens the door for them to to then get, get into property. So for some for, for some people, for example, Goke is great at project managing. So he might work with people that raise finance, um, but he's great at managing managing the process. Um Kenny's great at finding deals. Do you know what I mean? So he doesn't necessarily have to project manage or raise the finance, but he can work with, you know, that stuff. And I, I'm great at finding deals. So just speaking from your experience, what what do you what, what do you believe is your main skill, and how did you you know the gaps in terms of project management on the other side? How did you find people to help you? Yeah, so I think just I'll probably touch on two key skills you need to have in properties. I think one is finding deals, and one is raising money. I I truly believe these are the, the value points you need to kind of focus on the skill sets you need to focus on. Um, that that will bring you your biggest return. Th- those two skills alone, um, mm. and with that. You're, you're set you're set to go mm. i guess for me my background being project management it helped in the sense when you get into property you work with loads of people it's, it's a people's game mm. so from Facts. even speaking to the state agents becoming like sociable with these people mm. them knowing you liking you 100 um that's mm. very important and I, f- I feel like i was just set I, w- I was fortunate to be set to kind of have these skill sets coming from a project management background because oh. I've, I've mixed up from at jaguar i think someone projects had like 300 engineers these are various people that can contact me at any different point in time they're all different cultures different people you have to speak to them differently mm. you have to get the best out of them you have to talk to them in a certain way so i had the skill set of being i guess knowing how to speak to different types of people mm. um to get the best result out of them mm. and i think that's that's healthy and i i don't know if it's, I don't know if it's natural but being in that environment helped me acquire that skill yeah. i guess mm. um which is helped me massively and doing property deals. Okay, cool. Um, like Kenny you will stay in before I can jump <laughs> in. Sorry, let's man. have a quick. Let's have a quick you know, break. <laughs> sometimes. Sorry, man. <laughs> let's have a quick break, and we jump back in in a second. Right, cool. right, Yo, people. This is Kenny here. Thank you for tuning in to our episode. If you're in need of a good solicitor or broker to help you get that deal over the line, please do get in touch with us. You can reach us on our socials or on our website, www.propertyextract.co.uk. Thank you. We just had a short break. Um, Now we're going to get straight into it. And um, we're just going to ask Alfred, you know, talk us about your first deal. You know, um, how much was it? How did you find it? We'll go from there. How you raise the money as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, obviously, with me talking about events before, me wanting to find income or start buying assets that produce income, I obviously picked the HMO strategy. Um, so I started networking like crazy in terms of meeting people who are doing HMO deals and understanding the numbers and how it works. Um, and then I, obviously, the next step was me actually finding a potential deal. So this is me speaking to agents, going on viewings, and starting up, Mate, you have to do loads of viewings Viewings. to kind of convert numbers game man yeah it's a numbers game Mm. but as you as you get better like now i don't i don't if i go to a viewing i'm buying a house Mm. i don't even leave my house um but that comes with obviously going through the process yeah yeah get into a better stage basically um but in terms of finding a deal yeah so through an estate agent Mm. um i built relationships with these people and again it's about positioning yourself to these people don't go into a stage and, and, and come and say, oh, I'm a professional. They get so angry. Like, don't, don't, don't. Your card is on. Yeah, the card stuff, none of that. None of that. Yeah, just, just don't. Just, just come as, across as someone that's credible and knows what they're doing. Mm. Um, So, like, and I think, obviously, starting out is hard because you don't, you don't learn these things. But mm. coming coming from, like, I guess, doing and repeating and learning from other people, I just try and position myself to these stages as someone that's, Doing these, even if you're not actively doing these doing deals, it, just yeah. just say to them, listen, I'm I'm an investor from the area. I've currently got projects going on in mm-hmm. the background. Just m- m- name a few roads oh, within yeah. the area. <laughs> yeah, common trail. Yeah, just, just, just yeah. yeah, literally. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then say so you got to go build team and stuff. We're currently doing this project here. I'm looking for other projects to do. Taking about ten, um, I'm looking with, for with, ten properties to take on. Yeah, and yeah. then just this when you come in that approach, it just sounds like you already know what you're doing, and just just like, oh yeah, I'm just seeing if we can arrange something mm. um, in terms of me coming and bringing my build, building team along with me to do mm. the viewing. Mm. Just just talking in that context, just they just see you as someone more serious right. and not just any guy who's just coming to try and buy a property. Right. Um, right. And then just, there's just 
so many points I can give, but keep giving. But so building, yeah, building relationship with the agents. That's one. Um, obviously, I've managed to find a property with this agent. We then done all the legal work. So again, you have to employ a solicitor to do the legal works for you. So conveyancing, um, and again, I normally take my builder in when I go and do the viewing. Mm. Um, when I was starting out, I was I didn't do that. I would go first uh, myself, do the viewing, and then I'll try and find a builder to come along. Okay. Um, but now it's like whenever I'm going, it's like I'm with my building team mm. and just go around and just when I physically go, I'm, I'm just looking to see if everything's mm. as as it stands. Mm. Um, but starting out, it wasn't like that. I, I literally put in the graft, went to the viewing, booked it, booked another another viewing again with the builder, mm. um, did all the numbers. So again, starting out, get few quotes. Don't just stick to one. Mm. Um, Go for a few quotes and understand which where the numbers are coming from and, and decide which team you want to go with. Okay. Um, so, meeting the agent, getting the offer accepted, getting the build team on board to quote on 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 the job. So I got three three quotes coming. So this these are random builders that you because obviously this was you starting out. Yeah, this, this was your first out. deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did you how did you find it though? How did you identify that this so, was a good potential deal? To to put it simple, it's. Obviously, I've gone through the education system where I've learned how to appraise a deal. Okay. Um, so kind of put high, high, very high level appraisal, if you want to call it that. Mm. Um, so you're looking, you're looking at a property. You're, for me personally, my, my first initial step is what's the floor plan? Okay. I'm looking for the floor plan to start with because that's where I know I'm going to add value. Absolutely. I don't really care. Price is irrelevant. I don't look at the price. just mm. that there. Obviously, search criteria wise, there's a, there is a price range I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking more at the floor, floor plan to say, okay, has it... I, I normally look for three three bedroom house, two reception rooms, because I know at a, at a minimum I want six beds out of this property. Mm. If I can extend on a rear to add another seven um, bedroom in there or on the, in the loft space, whatever, you know, I'll look to add value there as well. But for me, the, the floor plan is the first place I look at mm. and say, where can I add the values? Um, I would then estimate a cost of what it would cost to re- convert the house into a six bed HMO, seven bed right, HMO. Right. Uh, you can put high level numbers, let's say 12, 15 grand, twelve between 12 to 15 grand, depending on what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, per, room, per room, and then multiply the number of rooms. Um, so you've got your purchase price, you've got what the refurb costs um, cost you to do. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the important bit, the bit where everybody struggles with is the comparables to mm-hmm. say what is going to be worth in the back end of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, with this, the more investors you know within an area who've done similar deals, and this is why I say it's important to have people around you that are doing these things because all you're then doing is replicating what they've done. This is not, you're not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to reinvent the wheel and do whatever they want to do. But guys, someone set the precedence. Just go and copy it. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't try and be clever. Don't try and just, just copy what they've done. <laughs> the, the facts are there. They've done the numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just going to do what they've done. Yeah. As long as you deliver what they've done, you know that's your end you result. It's going, be, it's going to be there or thereabouts. You can't really be far off it. Worst case. Um, so again, I know quite a few uh, commentary property investors who have done these these, these t- type of bills before? How how did you find those people? Was it networking events? Yeah, net- networking events. So again, being being going to these property networking events. So there's a commentary pin networking event. That's where I'm, I met most of the property uh, commentary property investors, okay. and then spoke to them what I wanted to do and what they've done, and obviously found the, the streets where their addresses, yeah. what their revalues were. Like so, I know from their property portfolio what I can achieve if I did the same thing. Um, so that's how I then arrive at the. Um, Refinance figure. Literally, literally, you just copy. You found somebody. Yeah. Copy the what, what? What's the number? Blah blah. blah copy that, and then kind of just. And, and again, as well, if you want a good indication of what a refurb costs, this one's a tricky one because mm. I get people asking me a lot of time, "Oh, how much are you spending your refurb?" And I say to them, "It doesn't. You can go and ask someone how much it costs to do their refurb, but their refurb isn't going to be exactly the same and like yours for like as yours. True. It depends exactly what you're doing. Mm. Like, mm. you could you could have you you might not need to convert a loft, for example. Mm. So that you might save some costs. But if it's if it's a Close roof and you have to convert the loft. That's another 15, 20 grand yeah. on top of the refurb. So unless you're breaking down to the nth degree what exactly that refurb entails, you can't just say, oh, it costs you 90 grand to convert mm. six bed HMO. Mm-hmm. It's there or thereabouts, but it might be cheaper. It might be more expensive on yours because there's more work to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very hard just, just taking, like, taking it with a pinch of salt. So you, you, in a way, you're just, it's a high level number, but ideally you want to go, go out there and get your quotes and reassure your, your numbers you've got. So this is where high level wise, mm-hmm. you're appraising a deal to say is it worth going to view the property. Yeah. Obviously once you've got it got offer accepted, mm. you can then start 
we've like confirming your numbers. Mm. So you've estimated, let's say, 90, 90 grand in this case yeah. for a refurb. You can now get a builder to come in and, and try and cost up what, what the works is, get yeah. a fee to do it. They might come under, over, higher, yeah. or the same. Um, and, and that's how you start firming your numbers up. Yeah. Um, my next question is regarding, because I've seen your, I've seen the property, so I think spec is amazing and stuff. No, thanks. Um, your builder, like, how did you identify this is a good builder, this is someone I'm going to trust? Bro, I, can make like I, me, I, I replicate. Yeah. Who are my investors in the area? Yeah. Who the hell have you used? <laughs> that, <that's it. laughs> just, just like, listen. And then, obviously, don't get me wrong, just because someone likes someone or works well with them doesn't mean that you're going to like them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is where you, you're you you're doing your due diligence, you're going over, looking physically. Don't take pictures, don't look at videos, because I can make anything look amazing on video. <laughs> I can take a corner of a room that looks perfectly done yeah. and... Like I can say that's my, that's my that's how my work is my finish is okay. go and see their, their their current project go and look at it physically look at how they're they're, they're doing their painting how they finish that what they, what their finish is like because mm. in the video it's very easy to kind of disguise things yeah oh, this looks um, amazing yeah exactly so I always say go and physically see the builders projects a live project they're doing one that's maybe in in the interim of doing the works and one that's if not finished but pretty much near the end so you can kind of get an idea of what how they work. Um, to see if you if you can work with them. Love that, love that. Um, so that's what I'll say to that one. Makes sense. Okay, cool. So I guess at this stage, you know, you found a property, you found a builder that's kind of doing the work. How was that process? Because again, this was your first deal, yeah? How was that process of the refurb and everything? How did you find that? So for me, it's about, because I'm coming from project management background. I'm quite, I want to, obviously I learned the principle of leverage. So mm -hmm. I'm paying for someone to kind of do everything for me. Mm -hmm. My My main skill is finding deals and raising money and that's where i want to focus my energy on right so i want to employ a team that does everything for me and now i don't mind paying i pay for the value i'm getting at the end of the day that's the way i see it um so this team it, was, it wasn't i wasn't managing the individual individual tradesmen it was a construction company they're coming in and delivering on what we spec out and what we plan to do on this project so for me it was, it was just yeah getting getting a team yeah. in place and, and, and then yeah and they, they, they do everything they, they dealt with the board, building controls yeah i didn't have to get involved at least you, i my involvement is me going and do week, yeah. weekly updates yeah, yeah. and so making sure things are going up going to plan so you're so you're someone that is happy to outsource as much as possible if it means saving your own time and having your own time to yourself the value i see more value in me finding the next deal and raising more money mm. and so for me i don't fixate on our like saving a few grand here and there by doing it all hands-on and mm. no mm. I, don't, I don't i personally don't believe in that i don't see the value in me doing that because I know by me finding more deals and finding more projects, I'm building my wealth and I'm getting to that. You know I mean, I'm, I'm doing more. Absolutely. Well, that is saving. so key because I actually spoke to someone and he's, you know, someone who I see as like a mentor. Like he's yeah. doing very, you know, he's been doing this like property stuff for, you know, so long now and he's so far ahead. But he's someone that I can always go to for, you know, advice. And he said something to me early on. He was like, okay, once you're able to do something, you know, um, and it's doing well, if you can replicate, like, if you can, you know, let's say that you're doing something and out of that you're getting, say, one grand profit. He said, if you can make about, you know, half of that profit, but you have all of your time, rather than make a grand profit and have, you know, no I mean, time, yeah. it's 100% worth it. Like, you want to be able to replicate it as many times as, as possible and have all of your time exactly because that's where the real value is but you know if you're if you're you know getting that grand profit but then you've got no time then it's just basically a job really there's oh. no exactly. difference and, and that's another thing I was, I was i was keen on i'm not trying to create a job so my my the job element of it is me finding deals and raising i don't want to be having to go to the property and making sure parts and i don't know suppliers are delivering stuff on time that's that's the job of the it contracting is. team is. i mean and i, I don't want to get too too involved in that it's just because trust me working with tradesmen it's a headache. Skill is a headache, mate. It's a headache. And listen, I'm yeah. I'm so impatient, and I can't. I haven't got because I think they, they use all these jargons that you might not even know. And then, yeah, and it's just like nitty gritty stuff. <laughs> and I'm not, so as a project manager as well, you're you're very high level. Like, or I guess in a way you're high level, you're not. But in 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 the building, doing doing refurbs and stuff, I don't want to necessarily know it to the nth degree of how things are being done. I need to have an overview of how it's being done, and and for me, that's 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 enough. Main thing you need to know the timelines, isn't it? <laughs> Just yeah, just, I, I, yeah. I, I, how much is gonna cost? I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care exactly how you're gonna go out doing it, how you're gonna rip the floorboard. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Like, just, so, just get. I'm, I'm employing, <laughs> and this, this, this is my key thing. I'm employing someone who's got a skill set 
so I don't have to like babe like um, what's it called babysit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and literally, if I'm not there, the project still runs, yeah. and that's the way I see it. And I'm just coming in, just kind of have a look at what's going on. Exactly. Um, but obviously, don't get me wrong. You do, in a way, have to have an idea of what's going on. And this is why me starting out, I used to go to. This is this is how I met you. So yeah, I, yeah. I came to see one of um, Annie's um, folks. Um, what's it called? Refurb. The refurb. I went to see a lot of refurb just to get an idea of how this refurb process happens. Because mm-hmm. um, at the time as well, when I was starting out, there wasn't really. I think now there's a lot of videos out there and YouTube yeah, videos and stuff. Yeah, so you can kind of see. Doing yeah. So yeah. Um, you, you can go on YouTube and find a lot of it. And so I think now as well, in terms of education, I think there's a lot of things out there where you can go and find. You don't necessarily. Need to go and spend the level of money I spent. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, um, you can go still, still get get definitely get education, whether it's by reading books, YouTube videos. Mm. Education is important. How have you got about doing whether it's money or 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 pay? Um, sorry, money or just you spending your own someone, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Do that, but education is definitely required. Question: So, how much did you have to raise? What's the total cost? The refund was ninety k, uh, plus forty five. Hundred and whatever, yeah. Thirty-five mathematician. <laughs> but, but but the another another crazy thing with this as well is I didn't have this is where it comes to self belief as well. I didn't have like all the money day one, mm-hmm. so I I understood that okay step one I need deposit to get the house. Right. I need uh, what's it called stamp duty money and the legal fees all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So obviously I, me me working and still having money around me I can I can facilitate facilitate the little costs. Like, yeah. Um, both the majority of the investment came from people that I worked with friends whatever. Um, and the the refurb money, which is, which is the big chunk, the ninety grand. Mm. I knew I didn't need ninety grand on day one, okay. but I I had the self belief that I would be able to raise, raise the money as and mm. when I needed it for the because re- I'm paying the building installments. Yeah, so and I think that goes back to your course, man. I'll say it again. I feel like once you pay that much money for a course, you, you I feel like when I see when I've seen men- mentors and they've given me advice on how they've become successful they basically just said they've jumped off the cliff and said yeah i will fly listen <laughs> i have no choice but to fly and that just sounds commit, like your story commit, yeah, yeah commit uh, for me I'm, 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 i always commit first and i figure the rest out later yeah, like that's, that's the same, way i see same, it I just same. just dive, deep dive in a way you have to deep dive in there and you will you will figure it out yeah but don't go in don't go in blindly sometimes yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm deep that i have knowledge i have it's something education is there yeah so it's now i, I kind of I don't know the exact path. I'm going to maneuver and find because listen, in property there's so many hurdles, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hurdle after oh, hurdle. Say, say that again. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's another key point. I think people talk about less in property. Mm. It's more of a mindset game as well because because there's so many hurdles and so many things to overcome, and the process itself of, of actually acquiring one, the first property or whatever. <laughs> It's like a mindset battle. Like if if you're someone that's easy, you're gonna give up on stuff and things aren't going your way, and I'm you say, "Oh fuck, this is this isn't this isn't working. This is never gonna work." They're selling me a dream. Mm. Then you're already set out to fail. So mm. just 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 not for you, basically. No, um, you have to keep like upgrading your mindset and your self belief. Mm. For me, that these two are important more than more than anything else. Because if you believe that you can go and raise money, guess what? You will go and raise money. If you believe you can go and find a deal, guess what? You're gonna find a deal. But if you're starting a negative mindset, oh no, I can't do it. It's it's hard. Well, guess what? It's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Of course. So, 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 how much you spent? One hundred and thirty-five k in total. In total. Yeah. What was the time? Like, how long did from from you dropping like starting the process to the end? How long was that process? Like, yeah. How, so, how, so this with this particular deal, um, it was during COVID. Okay. So it's it's probably the worst time oh, to probably do that. <laughs> but to be fair, this again comes down to having a great team as well because we 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 had we had hurdles, and if you didn't have a team that's proactive to say okay. For example, we had we had um, with the loft conversion, we needed a staircase to go up into the loft, and the manufacturer that we'd normally go to had closed down because all the manufacturers has, has closed. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, so how can we make some stairs? Uh, Who can we go to? Like, yeah. if the manufacturers are all gone. Then they was like, oh, we know some carpenters. We can, we can, they can, they can make the stairs for us. And that's how we they create the solution. I like when people bring solutions, man. That yeah, yeah. And, and, and my team, the team was like solution orientated. Like, mm. okay, we've got problems, but okay, even the the um, multi finish. Mm. That, that one, I think. Oh every, yeah, everybody struggled yeah. with that. <laughs> everybody couldn't get that. Exactly. Yeah. So again, it's it's coming up with solutions. Okay, so you can either stop everything you're doing and mm. wait till everything gets better, mm. or you pay a bit over the odds to get the, the multi finish. Because unfortunately, people were saying, well. It's limited yeah. resource, resources, so people, people are paying crazy amounts. Yeah, three yeah, times, yeah. four times crazy, crazy amounts, the price. And it's like it's either you suck it up and, and carry on your build, mm. or mm. wait around mm. and, and wait for the manufacturer to come back alive, which nobody knew what that date would be. Okay, so, cool, cool, cool. So, so, that, so what was that process? Three, six months. Um, so sorry, t- oh, t- yeah. timeline. Sorry, the timeline. Yeah. So we started in um, end of February and we finished uh, end of August. Okay. So, okay. Five months, five, five months, five months, yeah, yeah. Months, so so norm- yeah. normally it's, it's about a 16 week 
mm. schedule, six bed conversion, yeah. back to brick. Yeah. Um, so I did a rare, rare extension and a loft conversion as well. Mm. And all the ensuite in each room. And yeah, normally that's like a 16 week, 14 to 16 week time Projects. frame. You should be able to yeah. get that in. And it's, yeah. all re- it's all rented? Or how, how um, no, so we have two rooms left. Okay, and it's only, It's only because, and this, this I'm, I'm massive on this. I'm not, I don't know if people appreciate this, but in the current climate that we're in, mm. with job losses happening, so obviously I had the idea of professionals um, students. or students plus students, students yeah. as well. Yeah. You don't just want anybody in your property. Yeah. Nope. Only, only because they can start paying, they can they can be paying you money today, but yeah. come well, after furlough <laughs> stuff me. ends, yeah. they might say, well, we can't afford a rent. And now you've you can't got an asset, which like, well, like, it's not an asset anymore, it's a liability. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not having to fork up the money to pay, pay yeah. the mortgage and stuff because you've got no one paying your rent. Yeah. So I've been mad picky. Like the people coming in and saying, oh, can we do three months? We're a bit uncertain about their jobs. Mm. Same of come and said, it's oh, we, we, just, we just yeah, started yeah. our job. Can we, I'm like, I'd love to, but I just, <laughs> unless yeah. you can pay some sort of upfront fee and to help to mm. give me some sort of security. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the moment they're telling you, you can't evict tenants for yeah, six, months. six months. Yeah. Did you, did you think to use a management key? Team, are you managing yourself at the moment? No, it's bro. We should not answer that. I've got a management agent out there. Yeah, yeah. So again, yeah, yeah. Um, they're dealing with that for me. Yeah. Sorry, let me bring it back a bit though. Um, we were talking about how your refurb cost was ninety k. Um, yeah. What kind of people um, did you raise this money from? Who gave you the money? What kind of returns were you giving them? And how did you approach it? Just for our listeners to kind of yeah, get some so big, the big topic raising finance. Trust me, man, it's uh, the hardest for people, it, isn't it? it so. is, no, it really, it really is. And for me, honestly, it's a bit cliche, but it starts from what is your, what you're telling yourself. Mm. If you're telling yourself you can't raise this money, you're not going to raise this money. So start mm. believing that and truly mm. believe that you can raise this money. And you will raise. Like I knew there's something. It's a bit ballsy because like you're going into a deal. You're paying, you're paying the the the, the, um, the bills, everything, the Trust mortgage, me. everything, yeah. uh, monthly, and all these expenses. And someone's at the back end, the builders asking for a weekly payment. So you have to have money around you. And yeah. for me, it's like that self belief. So me, I went to my network. That's where I believe everybody should start. Don't go and I know people say, oh, you just put it out there. Yes, put it out there as well. But trust me, the easiest people to convert are people that know, like, and trust you. And guess who these people are? The people you spend the most time with. Right, this would be f- family. friends, family, your work colleagues. Right. You forget, you actually spend more time with your work, work colleagues, colleagues than yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyone else. Anyone else. Yeah. So they, they know you inside out. Mm. Um, so obviously me being vocal about what it is I do, so everybody at work knows I was into property, yeah. something I was I was doing. So they've, they've, I always told them what it is. And I don't, I think at the beginning, I was a bit direct pitching, but <laughs> I've learned, obviously it comes with experience as well. So yeah. don't direct sell. So, for example, when when you get to work on a Monday, it was like, "How was your weekend?" Yeah. Or guess what? I had to raise money. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, I had some investor investor meetings over the weekend. I'm, I've got a deal here. I'm trying to raise money for. I'm offering them X amount. So I'm indirectly telling them what it is I'm doing. Right, 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 and right. what you're hoping for is for them to say, oh, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. And oh. they might think, oh, I've got some money sat in the bank. And I know these people have money sat in the bank. Okay. Right? So I'm, I'm saying them, planting the seed in their heads. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling them these things and I'm planting a seed. So they might not act on it there and there. Mm-hmm. They might have been in a position there and there to, to give you that money. But when the time is right, they will approach you. Um, oh, so it's like, so just to clarify, so you'll sow seeds like, so on a Monday morning, they'll be like, oh, so Alfred, how was your week? Oh, you know, you, so I was just going for a few property viewings and stuff exactly. like that. So that's how you sort of sow seeds and let them, yeah, okay, yeah. this guy's yeah, into property. Raise, yeah. Like, yeah, literally, yeah, I'll, yeah, like yeah. even yeah. during the weekdays, I'll be like, I'm leaving work. I'll leave work early to go. So I'm going to London to network. Uh, or going to be an investor yeah. in London. So I'm I'm always talking prop like when you ask me like, what are you what are you asked yeah. how how are you yeah. yeah if I'm excited about properties, I've got a deal going, I'm I'm waiting for the just, just watching Arsenal, you know. Arsenal <laughs> 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 the weekend, but he said, you know what? I, was, I like it, I like it, I like it. So yeah, I never talk about mm. anything apart from property. So to get the picture, like the conversation is gonna be at property and it's gonna mm. be me indirectly telling them I'm raising finance all the time. Mm. Okay, um, okay, that's okay. my biggest hurdle. I'm I'm finding deals and raising finance. So I'm talking about those two only. Um so it got to the point, obviously, I've got a deal in front of me. I'm now trying to raise money for this deal. So I'm I'm speaking to friends that are closest to me where I can just go to them and be like, just be direct and be like, listen, I need X amount of money um, for X amount of time. So the way I structured it was, I know these people are busy people. They're all professionals. Mm. So I'm not going to any business savvy person. Because if I go to business savvy person, I say to them, oh, listen, I, I, can, I need X amount, I need 50K. Yeah. I want to give you... I'd even 10%, 10% is a good return, yeah. guys. Wow. It's a great return. Mm-hmm. 
they're telling you that we want 15, 20, 30. They won't even, they won't even double the money. <laughs> the so, so, so don't don't go approaching the people that, that have businesses, that they have wealth. They, they want bigger returns. They want to even joint venture. Or they want to even take the deal off you. They'll sort of shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I go to people that are busy, busy, busy professionals who don't have time, got family, kids. They, they just they just have money sat in the bank account. So when you say to them 6%, they're like, oh, that's that's really good. I'm getting 1% at the moment. So yeah, take, take, take this money. I'm sitting anyways. So that's how I went. Pitched, I, I went out pitching to people who were I, who know me, who are my friends, work colleagues, and I guess these are the closest people to me to start with. Mm. And I know they're not really going to judge me; they just, they just know me already, and they just it's, it's literally. I think one 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 woman, I, one engineer that I used to work with, she she I just literally literally said I needed thirty grand, and she goes, "Oh yeah, I got thirty grand." Literally, it was like a WhatsApp conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need thirty grand yeah. <laughs> for this deal um, um, over twelve months. Six uh, percent return. She goes, yeah, that's fine. That's that's great. Let's let's do it. Six percent. And she's like, like yeah, send me the paperwork. Um, but obviously, previously she knew she, she's known that I've been involved mm. um, in this stuff. So that's how I, I raised mm. the money, and and I kept speaking to more people like that as well. Mm. And over the time, it's like, yes, there'll be shortfalls, and I'll I'll be going and actively raising money. And yeah. if I have to borrow for three months for a short term for to get, get it in there, yeah. or to get the big investment coming from someone else, because yeah. mm. it takes time. Don't feel like you're gonna meet someone today. And get money from them. Get money from them tomorrow. It's not. It's not going to happen. Mm. Um, it, it takes months of speaking to the person constantly, checking up on them, um, and then them mm. finally giving you that money. Yeah. So it's not. It's not overnight thing. And and this is why it's important to keep keeping that pipeline of people that have the potential to invest with you. Mm. Um, don't just. I always raise money. Like if you came to me today and said, if I have no deal today, yeah. if you told me I had hundred, I'm taking hundred grand off you. <laughs> 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 I'm not waiting a second. Yeah. So. No nah, man, I guess your it's risk level is, is ten out of ten. I guess. Yeah, like, and I guess it's not for everyone. So guys, if, <laughs> because, if your risk appetite is not like mine, yeah. I'm, I'm quite. Yeah, I'm quite. Do you know what though? Like something that you've been saying as well is that you are asking people around you. Do you know what I mean? First of all, like those were your first point of contact, and that's what like we always tell people. Money, we get man. DMs. Yeah, man. Like it could be anything. People want to start rent to rent. Oh, how you know? How do I get my first one? Or people want to yeah, raise finance. Yeah, yeah. Who do you yeah. ask first? How have you raised finance? Oh, yeah. I've asked my auntie. I've asked my friend, I've asked this person, Yeah, you know, because there's always, I think we had one question a few months ago about a girl who's young, still in uni, but wanted to start rent to rent and she wanted to know how to get into it. And then through talking, um, I think we found out that her uncle had loads of houses just okay. there that's being managed by other people. But yeah. she was like, oh, you know what? I could ask him if I could help manage. And then that's how that conversation started. But it's just the idea that people don't think they can ask people around them. Is the is the easier sell? Trust me. Sell. Even even with the mentee we had recently as well, mm. you know, he he was a really young kid. We're gonna post him on the social streams. Literally, I think he's about twenty one or something. Yeah, yeah. And he say was, his name, bro. Say his name. I'm gonna have to say his <laughs> name right, like that to be fair. But um, <laughs> but he was saying, but he 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 started off with us doing, doing rent to rent, and then just with the chats with us and us kind of giving him um, an idea of some of the some of the like, possibilities and stuff. Um, he ended up sort of just reaching out to somebody in his own circle again that helped him raise, raise finance to go and buy a property as well. So even with us, like it's the same story. Like everyone start with your own circle, start yeah, with and, friends and, and family, and, 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 and don't and judge friends. as well. Like you might think your uncle or someone's broke. Yeah, honestly, listen, 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 this, this five biggest, yards, listen, 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 biggest dream ever. Like uh, don't judge nobody. Just Auntie just, has money. Just, just tell them what <laughs> you do. Like money. don't get me wrong. Sometimes it might feel like you're, you're speaking on deaf ears because they're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. But if this you're planting, this if you want to understand, you're planting yeah, seeds. Yeah. Don't look for the. I know millennials. We want reward now, here now. Yeah. We want it now. No, you're planting seeds, and they now know this is what you do. Mm. Put yourself out there. They keep seeing you. You're, you're actually because it's keys, keys. How many times do people say, "Oh, oh I'm gonna go and do this," and you, you just you just hear it, but you don't. Yeah, you just you just you just wait to see what happens. So that's mm. what's happening. They're waiting to see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of put into perspective. There's people at work that I know have like millions. Yeah, in Jaguar Land Rover, when I've seen, listen, Ferraris, <laughs> McLarens around in the car park, I know people have right. money. Mm. And there's two engineers that have approached me just recently as well. They followed me for a whole year on my LinkedIn. They've mm. never liked, not even commented, said a word to me. Mm. Out of nowhere, they said, yeah, Alfred, let's have, let's have a meeting. I've, I've been seeing your stuff. I'm like, and, and, and on top of it, I'd never guess these guys had money. Mm. But mm. knowing, I didn't know what they're doing in the background. They, they've been doing other stuff in the background. They've acquired some wealth. And in the position to invest 100, 200 grand. Mm-hmm. And I would never, never I'd even put 100, 200 oh. grand against their names. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I've been putting myself out there, they've been seeing my work, and they're finally in a position to say, you know what, they want to diversify from what they're currently doing mm-hmm. and put some money into property as well. Mm-hmm. 
passively where they're just earning a uh, return annually as well, which is amazing. That's that's the best win. Oh, for real, I like it. There you go, And it's... I've known these guys for years. They've seen. I, I used to work with them, so they've they've seen and they've never said a word. So don't don't feel like nothing's happening for you. Like literally now, it's like every time I post, there's some sort of work related person that, that comments and says, "Oh, let's talk about investment. I've wow. got some money in the bank. What can we do with it?" Wow. So it's it's now becoming easier. And even the people that have have got investment from previously, they're just doing referrals now. Mm, yeah. So. That's actually oh, wow, something wow. I was going to ask you about as well. Amazing. Like, how do how do you feel? Sort of documenting your journey has been like, has it had an impact on bringing in more business and Mass, massive? That's it's, it's the only I think is is the only real return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just documenting because people people want to see see seems believing. Believe you know, you know what I mean? how many times do you hear people say they're going to go do something? Do you know what I mean it's hearing it? It's, it's okay, cool. I've heard you, but. When I start seeing you walking the talk, yeah. mm. then I start believing what you're doing. And now I'm, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm, mm. I keep see, it's in my face now. I keep seeing it. Yeah. And that's the purpose of me posting stuff and being wanting, wanting it to be out there. Yeah. I'm not shy from... Because if you didn't post, good. we wouldn't be here today. Because exactly. I saw exactly. a video. I was like, exactly. oh, I know that guy. Exactly. And now we're here. Um, and that's the purpose of it. Just because just, you never know who's watching, who's going to mm. see it. Social mm. media, man. Anybody around the world can see this. And that's, that's the massive thing. I'm mm. trying to build investors all across the, all across the world. Mm. I don't necessarily look in the UK only. Ghana, in Hong Kong. China, America, wherever. Wherever. Um, so just getting myself out there. Social no. media will do that for me. Yeah, it's out there. Oh, I love that. Um, before we round up, because I think time is far spent now, I was just going to ask, you know, when you raise money from people, yeah, do they do they just generally base them giving you the money on trust or do they want some sort of security sometimes? Or how does that this conversation go? And this, this comes down to, again, I think the closer the person is to your network, mm. the trust barrier just literally is just kind of mm. relevant. Well, it's not relevant, but it, it's, it's, already, it's, already, it's already there. Yeah. So they're not asking for, oh, can I get first charge? Yeah, the more yeah, some yeah. people you speak to, oh, we want first charge, yeah, we want the security. No, yeah. all my loan agreements, literally all my investments are all loan agreements. Mm, and they're all nice. around a 6% to 10% mark, um, Amazing. depending on the loan amount. Amazing. But literally, there's no JV, there's no, oh, you want some shares. Yeah, so no, there's you nothing. You own 100% of that. Because they're not interested. Like, I'm saying, they're busy professional people. They're not interested in, in being having their name on the property. They don't yeah, care. They yeah. just, just want a return on their money because their money keeps getting put into the bank account where yeah. I says whatever it is, Low return. Zero point zero seven percent. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so six percent, eight percent return for them is just like mind blowing. Like lovely. And that's why I stick to that. And I think I'll forever stick to that that market for people because that's where mm. it's the easiest conversations. You ain't gonna talk about some of them don't even want contracts sometimes, like, like don't worry about it. Just yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, the more yeah, so I guess if I guess yeah. family potentially might even not want a contract, yeah. I have yeah. had people do that with me. Yeah. Um just trusted me and just said, you know what? Yeah. I know you I know it's you, Alfred, I know you're good for it. Yeah. Here's the money and yeah, we'll agree the terms and, and do that. We're lucky enough to as well, like to, to live in a generation where a lot of our older people and people around us, they work good jobs now. You know, everyone's went to university, everyone's got good mm-hmm. jobs, and so we're not coming from a, a you know a, a poor background. You know, a lot of us are educated and have good jobs. So tapping into that network, you realize that actually we are very wealthy as a community if you can come together and, and talk and, and kind of help yeah. each other out. No, absolutely, man. Um, to round up, last question or second to last question. What's the next plan? What you got in the pipeline? Tell us, bro. What are you focused on? Bro, I got, I got me. I'm, I'm always thinking big and, and wanting to go big with it. Mm-hmm. So I've got two, eight, oh, there's, there's three projects in, in total at the moment mm-hmm. um, that are going through. So one's, we've got the planning game for eight bed HMO conversion. Nice. Um, there's another two, so another, it's going to be an eight bed mm-hmm. and a seven bed. They're both going through planning and legals in parallel. Um, so for me, yeah, everything at the moment I'm doing uh, is going through planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to get the keys to the eight bed end of this month to start the works on that hopefully fingers Amen. crossed um but yeah we had the valuation done on last friday mm-hmm. so just i think usually three four weeks then we should be able to get the keys nice. um and then start works on, on that and then i'm hoping i'm looking for at least one more one more deal for it so i'm trying to get four kick, kick started before end of the year if possible mm-hmm. um worst case for me is focusing on the pipeline of deals yeah because these things take long and that's something people need to appreciate True. uh the time frame from finding the deal if you're going through planning like I am, mm. which takes about eight weeks, um, and even that, there's, a, there's an element of the architect going out, doing the drawings, summoning it onto the portal, portal. the planners reviewing it. Mm. Um, so that could add in easily two, three weeks. So yeah. you're talking 12 weeks just to get yes or no yeah. from the, from the council to say Everyone's yes. Everyone's using COVID as an excuse now as well. So. Exactly. So the time frame is, is long, and then the, the work's 16 weeks. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean, you can, yeah. you can from, from starting to finish, you could be nine months into the deal, no oh. money made. Just we've been to realize this HMO game. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not straightforward. Uh, yeah. It is. It is a bit of an advanced strategy, but it can be done with the right people around you. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I was saying. No, I appreciate that, that man. Cool. Um, where can people find you on socials if they want to get in touch? 
Um, so my name Alfred Daddy. So on on Instagram, I've got a YouTube channel as well. Um, LinkedIn, I've just basically if you type my name in 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 Instagram. My surname is well to spell it out for people. It's D Z A D E Y. If you type that in Instagram, YouTube, whatever, LinkedIn, yeah. you'll be able to find me. And yeah, you can see my content. And yeah, I've got bigger plans coming up. Like yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And then, um, so this was just to round up as well. We wanted to ask you, what are three sort of success tips that you can give for someone who wants to start doing this whole property investment? And I know that you've mentioned well two that I've definitely picked up on from what you've mentioned is sort of um, being able to raise funds, yeah, um, and being able to talk to people. Um, so yeah. I don't know if those are your main three or you've got no. So in, ter- in terms of, in terms of getting started, I feel like. Step number one is understanding what your goals and outcome is. That's that's your first okay. first thing you need to understand before getting into property. Because you got, you got to understand why the hell you get into property. Are you in it to get lump sums of money? Are you in it to get income? Because that will determine what strategy you do. Okay, so that's step number one. Then step two, get education. So you want to get education in the strategy that you you decided to go into, and this is where I feel like for you to be able to go ahead and get the confidence, you got to have some sort of education. Then step three for me is surround yourself with the right people. Um, so again, these are people actively doing exactly what it is you're trying to do. That these three combined give you that that self belief. That 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 I don't know what's the word. Um, I'm thinking of a word. To use. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> yeah, I guess motivation as well, and that drive to go ahead and, and do those type of deals. Um, so I think those those three combined are needed okay. to, to get started in property for okay. sure. Well, uh, it's pretty you. simple. We do appreciate you coming. Um, is there anyone else that wants to say anything? Oh man, that's it, man. It's been a fantastic been. episode. Thank you so much for coming, bro. For your time. I know you wanted to stay in bed today. <laughs> I keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I weren't planning plan to be out. Yeah, be here physically. <laughs> nah, enough, I appreciate, yeah. it, man. Appreciate but it's good. It's good. Really it's good. Appreciate it. Take your time out, man. All the best till next time. Peace, guys. Take care. Peace. Peace. Oh, cheers. AK Marv produced it. Yo, people, it's your boy Goke here. Thanks for tuning in to our episode today. Just so you know, we help investors find properties in the West Midlands and in London. If you need any help with this or you need more information, please get in contact with us on our website or on our socials. Thank you.